I just wonder how much longer we have to wait for the scroll to be opened. What do you think? How long will it be? And we already know what's in the scroll. We see what is going to happen. And then when we look at our world and we see what's happening right now, can we not see that it, it appears that things are being positioned so that when the scroll is opened, it begins to happen? Everything described in, in the scroll. Now, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, we're in Revelation chapter 5. We have seen the Apostle John on the island of Patmos, a man in his 90s. He's having this incredible vision. He receives the assurance that God is going to bless anyone that really hears what John is going to write and responds to it. And then we have this amazing vision of Jesus Christ in glory. And as we look at his, his majesty, his power, we need to be mindful of the fact that he is the one true and living God. And by the way, he's the only one that can open the scroll. And then we have the outline of the book that's then given at the end of chapter 1. John was to write about the things he had just seen, namely this vision of the Savior. And then he was to write seven letters to seven churches in Asia Minor that he had ministered to. And so chapters 2 and 3, we have those letters. Now chapter 4, if you were with us, when we looked at chapter 4, John sees a door open in heaven. And so John goes into heaven. Apparently, it was an out-of-body experience. His soul and spirit went into the presence of heaven, and he saw the throne room of God, and John then describes it. The description is something that's hard for us to really comprehend, but it's obvious John was more than overwhelmed. And now we find ourselves still in the throne room of heaven, and John is witnessing a scene. Now, this is all yet future. John has seen something that hasn't happened yet. And so then we go to chapter 5. Now, I'm going to read through chapter 5, and just imagine you're in heaven. There is the throne room of God, the majesty of God, the radiance of God the Father, and the presence of His Son, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is apparently manifested in the midst of all this, and, and we know that something big is happening. And so in chapter 5, we're going to find out that there was a great concern. There were 24 elders around the throne. As far as we can tell, these are redeemed individuals that would represent the church, the body of Christ, which as we look at the word of God, it appears they're already in heaven before all of this is playing out, all the tribulation that'll play out on the earth. And so we also have these four living creatures that, what in the world are they? I mean, they have eyes all over and they constantly are worshiping God. And, and then the 24 elders join with them. And now we find ourselves in chapter five. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne, right hand, the right hand of power, who was seated on the throne a scroll, written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. 
And he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. <laughs> you know, as you read through it, you, you, there's so many things you're sitting there going, what, is, what does that really mean? Or what does that look like? And so John's trying to describe something that in so many ways is beyond our imagination, beyond our comprehension. And so as we look at this, keep in mind that we shouldn't be surprised when we cannot fully embrace the, the majesty of God and the throne room of God. And this scene that John is witnessing and he is recording. But what we find is, in this chapter, is this scroll with seven seals. It is apparently a legal document of sorts. And God has prepared this scroll. And this is demonstrating that God is sovereign. God's in possession of the scroll. His perfect will will be accomplished. And on that scroll, we find that it's written on both in the front and the back. Uh, this would be like pieces of paper glued together. They could run as far as 20, 30 feet in length. But in this case, this was considered a very sacred document because of the seven seals. Not just one seal, but seven seals. And so it was rolled up and sealed in order to make it impossible for someone to look at the contents until the time came for the events literally to play out. And so we have this document, this important document. Notice the angel proclaiming, and we're not sure what angel it could be. The archangel Gabriel would make a lot of sense, especially in light of what we find in the, the book of Daniel, chapter 8 and verse 16. What we do see here is that no created being, no human, one of the elders apparently redeemed humanity, no angel was found worthy to open up this scroll. Because it says in verse 3, no one in heaven on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll. And John knew that this was, this was heavy, so he started to cry. It says he, he was weeping. He was shedding many tears, as you could actually translate this. And then what happens is John finds out there is one who is worthy. One who is greater than all of humanity, greater than the angels, the one who is the creator of the world, the one who redeemed the creation. So one of the elders reassures John to weep no more. The line of the tribe of Judah, oh, the root of David, someone in the lineage of David, has conquered. Notice, 
has conquered. Past tense, completed action. Jesus won when he died on the cross. And then John continues his description in verse 6. He says, And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing. Now, what, what is John seeing? We can't tell, but when we see lamb, we think of the Passover lamb and the lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. He said, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. In other words, it had died. It had been executed with seven horns and with seven eyes. Now, don't be afraid to admit when you read something like this that you're having a hard time understanding it. But by the way, the way to understand this oftentimes is to look at other passages of Scripture. And what we find are seven horns, seven being fulfillment, completion, and horns were considered to be a demonstration of power. If you see a rhinoceros with that big horn in the front, you see power, don't you? Well, they would oftentimes use horns to refer to a power, a center of power. And with seven eyes, what does that mean? The ability to know all things, which are the seven spirits of God. Again, the number seven, having the idea of completion. And in this case, it is talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit sent out into all the earth. And then it says in verse 7, And he went out and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. The Father is giving the Son the scroll, knowing that the Son has paid the price, and he is more than worthy to break the seals and begin the final judgment of God on this creation on the earth. And then verse 8, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Do you realize if you're a believer, you're going to be part of this? You'll be in heaven, either by virtue of your physical death or by virtue of the, the rapture of the church, the harpazo, being taken to heaven as Jesus awaits for us in the clouds, and then we go back to be with him before all this plays out. As far as we can tell, the biblical evidence weighs heavily in that direction. And so we're going to be witnessing this. <laughs> this is going to be absolutely incredible. We have a lot to look forward to. And they sang a new song, in verse 9. They sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll. And <laughs> Jesus is worthy. He's worthy to break open this document where God deals in power and judgment on his creation. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, <laughs> the cross, crucifixion, and by your blood, his shed blood, you ransomed people for God. What does that mean? Ransom people for God. It was a payment so we could be set free from being in the kingdom of darkness and enter the kingdom of light. We were ransomed. He paid the price. He bought us. We contributed nothing. He paid the price in full. Have you trusted in him? For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. I'm so grateful that I'm part of the ransom. How about you? And that ransom is extended to every tribe, people of every language, all people, all nations across the globe. For God so loved the world, he gave his son for all people. Then I looked, John continues, 
And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands and thousands. We don't know how many angels there are. We just know that one-third of them followed Satan. And that is a major part of the battle that we're in here on earth. But the two-thirds that have remained faithful are serving his will, his perfect will, throughout the world, throughout the universe, ministering spirits of God. Then it goes on and it says, saying with a loud voice, these are the angels, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And in other words, Jesus Christ will, will reign in glory on the earth that he created. And then John says, verse 13, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. In other words, we see the Father and the Son be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. We ought to be living our lives doing just that right now. Blessing who they are, honoring them, glorifying them, knowing that the reign of Christ on earth could be soon.